This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. It's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step. step. That, that is very understandable. And now uh, you know, let's just pivot here to, to the big story of the Giants week and probably the story of the summer. It's going to be Saquon Barkley. And we have, you know, another month ago until July 15th, he finally spoke at a camp. And I thought, good for Saquon. You know, uh, first of all, the guy has a right to want to make as much money and have as much security for the job he's done. Uh, for his family, for himself. Um, he has gone out of his way to say again that he's not looking to reset the market. Now, does that mean he's looking to match Christian McCaffrey? He certainly didn't say he wasn't looking to match Christian McCaffrey in 16. Right. No. Um, I'm sure he doesn't like that some, some stuff has gotten leaked, and I'm sure the Giants have leaked plenty of what's gone on. So I guess, Art, let, let's start here. Do you think that this is just really heated negotiations that eventually gets done? Or do you think we're actually seeing the beginning of a fractured relationship between Saquon and this organization? I don't think it's a fractured relationship. I I think how I look at it, and I was not at Saquon's camp Sunday night. uh, So I'm going off of the videos that I saw. So I didn't have a chance to talk to Saquon face to face. Uh, But in terms of this, I, if I were on Saquon's side as his representatives, team Saquon, if you will, I would probably be frustrated because the giants haven't really bent in any way, at least least perception wise. Right. I mean, Joe Shane said going into the franchise period, if we franchise tag you, we are going to pull your offer because we are now going to be comfortable using the franchise tag on you. Right. And that's what they did. They followed through and they did that. I think, you know, it's a different way the Giants have approached. I mean, look, they they went to the eleventh hour with Eli Manning all those years back, two thousand fifteen. They, they yeah. you know, Eli. There were reports that came out that Eli wanted to be the highest paid pe- uh, quarterback in the league, and he came out and refuted. Actually, went after Ian Rappaport at the time, uh, saying right. that that wasn't true. And you know, so and he was in the building. So he wasn't at a camp. He was at the giants building, but he was frustrated with the way things were playing out. Um, I, I think what Saquon didn't say is important here. Uh, I think we look at it and say, uh, okay, so what do you want? Like what will get it done for Saquon? And he didn't talk about that on Sunday. He talked around that. Uh, I think the giants know what it'll get it done. And I don't think they've been willing to go there. Do I believe they'll be willing to go there by July 5th, July 17th? Um, 
I got to imagine they find some common ground here, Sean. I don't believe that the Giants want to let Saquon go. I don't believe Saquon wants to go anywhere else. Uh, and I think that by the end of this thing, $10.1 million guaranteed for this year is probably going to be the high watermark for any running backs that are out there on the free agent market. Yeah. So that's the reality. Yeah. So to add to that art, I, I like, I want to make things clear. I've been very anti picking Saquon Barkley second overall forever. And I think there's no denying his injury history. It doesn't mean he's not a great player. He's not a great ambassador for the franchise. And it doesn't mean I don't want him here long-term, but I think that like two things need to both be said out loud here. If you're now coming and it's been a very pro Saquon push on Monday and Tuesday, since he spoke yeah. in the national media, I mean, Joy and Daniel Jones getting dragged at every turn as a result. One thing I didn't like that Saquon said that a lot of other people have said. Saquon talking about, you know, the Patrick Mahomes aspect. And I get it. That's semi-throwing Daniel Jones under the bus. But I think we all are real about it. And that's fine. And even Daniel would agree. But the idea that, look what I've done for this franchise. Look what I've done for this team. And so many other people saying that. That's the first mistake of free agency. And one the Giants have made for years. You don't pay a guy for what he's done. You pay a guy for what you think he's about to become, which I think is where it worked out with Daniel Jones. So I think that's a bad negotiating tack for Saquon to be selling what he's done. I want to hear why are you going to be different than how Ezekiel Elliott fell off a cliff or so many of these other running backs do. That's number one. And number two, whether the Giants pulled whatever offer or not, they realized you know what was going on with the market. We've seen what's gone on here with Jacobs, with Eckler, now Dalvin Cook. I mean, the Giants also shouldn't bid against themselves just because they're negotiating with the player. The, the reality is was what the reality is. Whether you think it's fair or unfair to running backs, that's the reality we're living in. So if him and Jacobs want to take a stand, bless their hearts, do that. But the Giants should, should not be paying him for what he's done and should also not just be paying him out of the goodness of their hearts. I mean, show me who they're going to compete against or what the competing offer would be if Saquon ever hit the open market. Because right now it tells you that $10 million a year is probably the most he'd probably get. Well, not for anything, Sean. And again, it all goes back to, you know, everybody's parsing words now. Like, just because you talk about how you don't think that uh, the Giants offer is unfair to Saquon doesn't mean you're slighting Saquon in any way. Right. Uh, and the, the reality is for what he's been for his career to this point, the Giants have paid him as the number two pick in the draft. You know, yeah. he's made almost $30 million, I believe, uh, in his career to be here with the Giants. Right, so, he didn't make 500K each of the last four years, correct? Exactly, and it's not a situation where Victor Cruz in 2011 was getting paid as an undrafted free agent, and then the following year he wanted a contract and it was almost like, no, we're paying you what you're worth. No, you pay, now you have to pay a guy who led you to the Super Bowl or at least right. helped lead you to the Super Bowl. Uh, so, you know, look, it's a tough situation. I appreciate where Saquon's coming from in terms of you know, look, I, I was here through the bad times, and these are my words, not his, but I was here through the bad times. I was the one you trotted out there. I was the face of the franchise. I, I'm shaking hands and kissing babies when I have to. You know, I represent this organization. What I think and my personal feeling on this is that Saquon's appealing to John Mara and Steve Tisch, and that's the way I see it. He's appealing to the organization to – ownership that has I don't want to say given in but certainly catered and put a premium on guys who were the face of the franchise important giants and that's how they were paid and not for anything they had gotten in trouble at times by doing that and they yeah. did that at the latter part of Eli's career uh here with the giants 
and it led to ultimately, you know, an ugly situation. And we're not going to go rehash that. But the, the reality is you have a general manager here who is not just trying to set things up for 2023. He's looking ahead. He's trying to think Bingo. where this franchise is going to be three, four years from now. And I don't know if Saquon Barkley is going to be a part of that. We've seen, we've seen running backs in this league. We've seen any player in any position other than quarterback, really get to a point in their career where they're one year deals. They're basically going from one year deal to the next because their bodies have given out or the league is dictated that they hit a certain point And that's just the way it is. And for Saquon, to me, it's a, it's a tough call because the Giants want to win this year. They have a right. locker room that knows that Saquon is a huge part of this team. So Joe Shane has got to basically look at the locker room and decide how far is he willing to go beyond his value of Saquon and the number that they put on the player versus the impact in the locker room. And I'll tell you this, we started the whole interview with Julian Love. Now, Julian Love got an offer from the Giants early in free agency. It was coming off of the end of the season. He had an offer. And Joe Shane basically said, when the new league year starts, that offer is off the table and you're invited to explore the market. Now, I don't know if it was done in those terms, but that's what I heard. And I heard that directly from Julian Love, that the Giants took their offer off the table. They were told they were going to do that. When Julian, Julian Love got his offer from Seattle, he came back, called the Giants, said, will you match Seattle? And it was the same day that the Giants signed Darius Slayton. And Joe Shane said to Julian, we have to wish you well. We, we already moved on with certain plans. We wish we would have talked to you sooner, but this is the way it was. And Julian Love had to live with the idea that he gave up money to basically end up in Seattle. And that's the business that Joe Shane is trying to build here with the Giants, is that they're trying to be honest. You can't make a threat in bargaining and negotiating and then back off of it. Yeah. And I think they didn't do that with love and they lost a captain, you know, a guy who was beloved in the locker room and the, and the organization, the media loved them. Fans loved them. And they, they lost the player because they held strong on what they were deciding. And I think ultimately they'll probably give a little bit more for Saquon, but I don't know how much more I, I do think he'll be here this year. I do think they'll probably come to an agreement at some point. Uh, but I think it's probably Saquon who's going to have to give more uh, than the Giants will. I can't even follow that up. That That is so perfectly said. I guess if I were to follow it up, now that I'm thinking about it, just one more thing, Art. It was Saquon did talk about in that quote about Patrick Mahomes about like not every team has that and the running backs are different. And you talked about Joe Shane thinking about this team a couple of years down the road. Uh, and I think that's the money part of it. Yes, the Giants made the playoffs last year, partially because Saquon Barkley was an absolute stud horse. If the Giants, forget 2023 for a second, or in 2024, 2025, and that is their main recipe for making the playoffs, I would argue that the team is not closer to being a Super Bowl contender. They need to start building the team in those ways. And that's the dream, not just winning nine games and going to beat Minnesota in the wild card round. And that's why you pay guys and try to think about down the line about how your team wants to be structured. 
And by the way, don't pay Daniel Jones $40 million if you think he just needs that absolute stud running back to carry him home either way. And I think that the you know ownership showed you that they, they have faith in him and probably the coaching staff that they continue to change that. Fair? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think they're looking ahead. I mean, look, they're already – they're already looking at next year. Joe Shane let it slip. I believe it was at the combine that about the franchise tag when it was with respect to Daniel Jones before he signed his contract. And Shane said, well, you know, you know, then you got to look towards next year. And if we need the franchise tag for Xavier McKinney, if he raises his game to where we think it could get to the safety number on the franchise tag is a lot lower than other positions. So sure. you use that franchise tag as a negotiating tool. You know, you've got Andrew Thomas coming up yeah. who is going to reset the market at offensive tackle. I don't think there's any any way to he should. That. Yeah, He absolutely should, and I think he will, and I think the Giants will reset the market. <laughs> and there's that's like, a position, by the way, Giant fans are not willing to play around with. As you know, right. Uh, now, here, here's the factor, Sean, and I said this to somebody at practice today. If you had to line up the most important giant, I do it every year. Who are the most important giants to success in 2023? Uh, who are their most dominant players? Whatever you want to say. Right now, the two most important players on the Giants are Andrew Thomas and Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. Daniel Jones is extremely important. Don't get me wrong. He's paid as much for his importance and who he is uh, as much as it is the quarterback market. You know, they wouldn't have just pulled $40 million a year out of the air yeah. and said, we got to pay Daniel Jones this, you know? So where does Saquon fall in that? You know, probably yeah. very close, yeah. but I put a Dory Jackson before Saquon too, at this point, to be honest with you, just in terms of you need a Dory Jackson out on the field. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think they're going to extend him uh, at this point. No, I mean, in 2023, for, I, for I this year, could, yes. right. You could find a way to compete all year with Saquon. I don't think you can find a year to compete with strictly uh, Deontay. Absolutely. I mean, you know, once Aaron Donald is out of the picture, okay. You can make an argument that the Giants have the best left tackle in football and the best defensive tackle in football. Yeah. And they will be paid accordingly. Those those positions are premium positions. And the market and the NFL are telling you that you may have a premier player at running back, but running back is not a premier position. So are you willing to go beyond the market and say, we love Saquon. We need him here, and we're going to reward him for all these things that he's going to do beyond the football field. In the past, I think the Giants might do that, you know. But the Giants were also refusing to match Justin Tuck and sent Justin Tuck to Oakland yeah. when Justin Tuck wanted a little bit of respect after winning two Super Bowls and say, "Keep me here. I don't want to go anywhere else. I want to be here." And they made the decision, the hard decision. We, we can't meet your price. And they let him go. Saquon hasn't done for this organization yet what Justin <laughs> Tucker did for this There ain't no doubt about that. OCU and Mura once had a, you know, a knockdown, drag-out fight with the Giants general manager and Jerry Reese. If you remember that, Sean, you know, OCU and Mura accused <laughs> Jerry Reese of lying in legal documents. And then when OC went to Atlanta – and things didn't work out well. He ended up coming back, retired as a giant. And on the day he retired, he and Jerry Reese laughed about it. They laughed about it. They said, ah, we went to the diner. Remember, we talked it out, all that stuff. So ultimately, I think that's probably where this Saquon thing ends up going. Uh, I know we've rambled and gone all over the place, but 
look, there's still a lot of uncertainty. I think there are two extremes to this, Sean. One, Saquon sits out the season. It's not going to happen. No, no way. It's not going to happen. For a guy who has missed as much time as he has and how it's just ached at his core to have to miss that time, there's no way he's sitting out the season. Could I be wrong? Sure. The other side, the other extreme, is that the Giants decide in late August, Eric Gray looks great in practice, and we're tired of this thing dragging on, and we're rescinding the tag on Saquon, and he's now a free agent. We get nothing for Saquon, but what are we going to do? We're not going to tie up $10 million. We'll send it to next year, and maybe we get the, you know, you maybe, maybe at that point Dalvin Cook is still on the market, and you signed Dalvin Cook for one year, $7 million. And you right, saved you saved $3 million. Million. It's right. not I mean, they're, they're not going to rescind the tag. Joe Shane has said all along, you want Saquon Barkley here. Uh, they want him to be a part of this team uh, for 2023 and beyond. And now it's just a waiting game. And it's frustrating, and you're going to read things, and you're going to hear things, and you're going to say, when is this thing going to end? Uh, I think it'll end right around that deadline on July 17th. And I think they'll ultimately get a long-term deal done. It'll probably be a little bit closer to what Saquon wants a lot closer to what the Giants want, and that's just the reality of the situation the way I see it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.